Great children's books open up new worlds for discovery. With Literati Kids, your child can explore uncharted places every month with spellbinding stories handpicked by experts. Literati Kids is a try-before-you-buy subscription book club. Each month, Literati delivers five vibrantly illustrated children's books, bringing the immersive magic of reading right to your home. Literati's age-based book clubs ensure appropriate reads for your budding bookworm, whether they're snuggling with you for story time or letting their imagination roam free. Each book bundle is thoughtfully tailored by education experts with five stories meant to spark new interests and nurture a healthy curiosity. No more sorting through hundreds of titles trying to guess what your child will cherish. Literati sends you the best in children's literature. Choose to purchase the ones they love and send the rest back for free. From art and adventure to tales of compassion, each literati box follows a new enriching theme. With personalised extras like stickers, surprises and special guest artwork, each box is a fun and fresh adventure. Head to literati.com slash for 25% off your first two orders. Select your child's book club and start them on a literary journey like no other. Literati.com slash is the only place to find 25% off your first two orders of this one-of-a-kind book subscription, the most joyful way to foster a lifelong love of learning. That's literati.com slash keenon. Hi, I'm Andrew, and this is the Daily Keenon podcast about today's global crisis. The coronavirus pandemic is dramatically disrupting not only our own daily lives, but also society itself. This show features conversations with some of the world's leading thinkers and writers about the deeper economic, political, and technological consequences of the pandemic. It's the daily podcast trying to make long-term sense out of the chaos of today's global crisis. Hello, everybody. It is Sunday, February uh, the 21st, and America has been dominated, I think, this week by three different issues, which are, of course, connected. The first is the death of Rush Limbaugh, uh, the talk show host and right-wing demagogue who has changed the very nature of media and politics in the United States. The house that Rush built, uh, one opinion writer in the New York Times described his uh, legacy in America. And indeed, the American house is, of course, Rush's house, according to the Times, uh, Limbaugh's legacy is one essentially of venom. Um, and uh, there's not a lot of 
sunlight and a lot of not a lot of difference between Donald Trump and Rush Limbaugh. The second issue, of course, is COVID. It's repetitive, it's dark, it's depressing. Uh, today, America, apparently, according to the Washington Post, at least, has neared the grim milestone of half a million deaths. It's uh, a number of deaths that would stretch if you put all the the corpses together between Philadelphia and New York. And the third issue to add to our broad depression in the United States is a new ice age, the ice age in Texas as a consequence of these freak weather conditions and the inability of Texas, of its infrastructure, actually to cope with this freak event. There are cracked pipes, frozen wells um, in Texas. Uh, a lot of it has to do with Texas's drive for energy independence. Uh, we have terrible stories, nightmarish stories of people who kept their lights on and now in Texas and now own sixteen or seventeen thousand dollar electric bills the images and i use these words carefully are of course of the third world although the third world has arrived in america uh very different from the kind no very little difference between these images and the kind of images that american correspondents traditionally have reported on from central asia and africa and many other parts of the so-called underdeveloped world so what is going on here? What are the ways in which we can connect these separate events? I think one author who did a tremendous job preparing us for this crisis is Michael Lewis. His book, The Fifth Risk, uh, was, a, was a, I don't know if the right word is, a, a wonderful, a, a deeply uh, concerning um, polemic about the Trump administration's decimation of the public space of the state. Uh, Lewis isn't the only person who's reported on this, uh, but he did a very good job warning us of the consequences. We're seeing the consequences today. I spoke uh, earlier this week to Heather McGee. She's the former head of the think tank Demos uh, and the author of a really interesting new book, The Sum of Us. Heather, like me, connects all this stuff together. Only her connection, I think, is slightly more. And I'm so glad you brought up uh, dear, dear Departed Rush Limbaugh because the story that he told uh, in his incredibly popular right-wing radio show for a generation, really, mainly to a white audience, is The Link. He sold this zero-sum story, the idea that progress for people of color uh, had to come at the expense of white people and therefore the institutions that were seen as championing the cause of racial justice after the civil rights movement those institutions were the government particularly the federal government and labor unions should be distrusted by white people it's not just mcgee though. it's not just mcgee who is warning us of the connectivity between these different things. I, I spoke to Ben Boyer, uh, a Silicon Valley uh, venture capitalist, investor, and the founder of a new startup dealing with COVID. He also recognizes or predicts or predicted the collapse of the American state. Here is Ben on, uh, on, on the- I 
mean, you know, I think the uh, healthcare response from the get-go was botched. Um, you know, we had a president that downplayed the severity of it, um, and I think that set in motion. Well, to put it mildly, Ben, downplayed. I mean, he basically lied about it, right? He he he, he very much did, uh, and uh, and I think that set in motion a lot of challenges as uh, the CDC wrapped their 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 head around the problem and started to try to iterate around solutions with regards to social distancing, shelter in place, and, uh, and wearing masks. And so, you know, I think it starts with uh, the commander in chief. Um, you know, there was a moment in time, I believe it was in April, uh, where I felt like the country was totally broken. Totally broken in April 2020. I think one could argue that in many ways, when you look at these images today uh, of Texas, the country is equally broken. It's broken because of inequality and the failure of the state. Um, here is uh, here is Heather again talking about. And our politics and our economy have been shaped by this zero sum fear among white Americans. And it has created what I call the inequality era. Heather summed it up, the inequality era, an era in which everything seems to be broken, uh, not just healthcare, not just economics and the role of the state, but everything resulting, as I said, in these kinds of images in terms of crisis. You don't see this from Western Europe, certainly North, Northwestern Europe. So what are we going to do about it? How are we going to address these issues? It's been an interesting series of articles, of polemics in the New York Times, particularly uh, by leftist progressives like Naomi Klein. She argues that the problem with Texas Republicans and the problem indeed with the Texas crisis is their faith in the free market. And that's why, of course, Texas Republicans fear the New Deal. Here's uh, here's Klein on the Green New Deal. The Green Deal is, amongst other things, a plan to tightly regulate and upgrade the energy system so that the United States get 100% of its electricity from renewables in a decay. The challenge, I think, and I've talked about this on the show numerous times, the challenge for progressives is to indeed be progressives, is to look forward rather than backwards. To like Klein, imagine new technologies that can benefit the environment rather than falling back on the great uh, solutions of the past, from uh, from Roosevelt to uh, to to Kennedy uh, and to the great society projects of the 1960s. In my last book, Tomorrow's Versus Yesterday's, I spoke in terms of conversations in defense of the future. Uh, I spoke to a number of people who all spoke about the need to reinvent the state as a progressive platform, as a place to reimagine America so that we can get beyond uh, the images of Texas, the images of uh, catastrophe, the, uh, the, the, the 500,000 um, deaths uh, from COVID, which maybe not all of them, but many of them were unnecessary given the failure of the American state to confront the COVID crisis. Can America do it? Uh, one, of the, one of the headlines, other headlines this week is about America being back. The Biden administration, particularly on the foreign policy front, has announced quite literally that America is back. Here we have a, 
um, a headline on the BBC, uh, the new Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, tells the BBC that America is back. But it's not enough just to say America is back. It's not enough to simply return to the Obama era, which I think many in the Biden administration thinks is sufficient. It's not enough just to write off Trump and, and, and throw a lot of lawsuits at him. We have to move forward. We have to go towards tomorrow rather than yesterday. And America, I think, can do it. Here is Heather McGee on the... I grew up in the Midwest. I do have this sort of odd, perhaps, for, you know, a leftist uh, and someone who's very steeped in the brutality of American life um, and the cruelty of it. Um, I do have a sense of hope and possibility for this country. Um, I do believe that its ideals mapped onto what is quickly becoming this large, rich nation with no racial majority could make for a new world. Well, there you have it from Heather McGee, the author of A Sum of Things. Um, a future America built on a, a um, racial alliance between whites and blacks and browns and anyone who's progressive, anyone who wants to reinvent America, anyone who wants to make America competitive in the 21st century. Uh, it's not enough just to focus on racism. Heather McGee does a lot of that, but she's also a progressive uh, in terms of her thinking about America, making America more competitive. So we need alliances between people like McGee and Naomi Klein and the, the VCs of uh, Silicon Valley like Ben Boyer. That's the way in which America really can be back. I have no idea whether it will be or not, but this is a subject that we'll be coming back to time and time again in the future. So have a good Sunday and I'll see you again very soon. You've been listening to Keynote, hosted by me, Andrew Key. Make sure to join us the rest of this season as we explore how to fix capitalism. Make sure to visit us at lithub.com where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. While you're at it, if you enjoyed what you heard, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you'd simply tell a friend about the show, that would also help too. Today's episode was produced and edited by Justin Alvarez and the team at LitHub Radio. See you next week. And thanks so much for listening.